Welcome to the Powerlifting and Power Ballads podcast, where we bring you a weekly dose of powerlifting news, tips, and training advice with a touch of 80s rock ballads. This podcast is presented by Team Roar Powerlifting, your source of the most comprehensive coaching and meet day preparation. Here are your hosts, Josh Roar and Laura Sturm. Welcome to the Powerlifting and Power Ballads podcast. I am one of your hosts, Laura Sturm. And I'm Josh Rohr. Welcome to episode 104. We're on our number one TV intro songs this week. Crazy. Time Crazy. flies. Time flies. But first, but first, the powerlifting situation. All right. Are you ready, Josh? So this is this is new. You wrote this one, and I, I haven't seen one. it. I still right. so I haven't seen it yet. So impromptu. All right. So Josh, here's the situation. Boom, boom. Your buddy loves to bench, but he's new new to competing in powerlifting. He just signed up for his first bench-only meet. He's watched some meets and has done some internet surfing and thinks that when athletes arch, they're cheating the range of motion and not using their real strength. He vows to not use an arch and just be strong. But in an oddly introspective moment, he asks for your opinion. What do you say? You're right. I say you're right. (laughs) You just, you're right. You should just be strong. You're cheating. You're right. It's fine. Yeah. You got to pick and choose with, with, with these people. Um, because he's, again, he's new to competing. He's never, never arched. And I bet you his perspective changes after he goes to a meet and sees what people are doing. Because again, the idea with powerlifting is to move the most weight from point A to point B it's not necessarily to be the strongest. That's the, that's the funny part about it. It's to lift, lift the most weight. So if your definition of strong is going through a full range of motion without arching, great. But the point of powerlifting is to move the most weight from point A to point B. So uh, if, if you want to stick to your guns and not, not work on an arch, that's just one aspect of benching that you're missing out on improving it. So, um, you know, I, I would definitely, suggest he at least work on it a little bit and practice it but i'm not going to get into a big argument with this guy because i've had people in the past that you know they first of all if they're coming to me as a coach you know and if he's, if he's just asking an opinion and not actually hiring us to be his coach i'll tell him exactly what i think because i don't i don't care what the feedback is from him if it's somebody that he hires us it's a delicate situation because obviously I want him to arch, but if he's dead set against it, he has to come to the realization that it's beneficial for the sport of powerlifting on his own. Um, you know, I can lead him there and, and give him, you know, kind of try to play the inception role, make it his idea. But at the end of the day, if I'm just telling him he has to do it and he's morally, ethically, whatever against it, he's not, he's not going to do it. And it, we're going to butt heads. So if, if he's dead set on not doing it and not, taking feedback and suggestions from me, um, we may not be a good fit, you know, quite honestly. Um, you know, but that said, I'm not going to, you know, it's not a dictatorship where it's like, Oh, you have to arch or you're off the team. You know, there's a lot of stuff you can do to get stronger, um, without arching, but you know, I, I think it's, it's one piece of the puzzle to having a big bench that, you know, I think everybody should explore, you know, whether or not you, fully pursue a bigger arch or not is, you know, individual, but, you know, I I think every aspect of getting stronger, I guess, moving more weight in competition should be explored. That's a good, that's a good question. That's a very good one. I like that. Yeah. Cause I've actually had it happen to me a couple of times when I'm at, you know, a meet 
um, I'm not at a meet, I'm sorry, at a, at the gym. Like there's been a couple of times where I've been traveling right before, you know, a big meet and I'd go in and I'm like lifting and then I'd have somebody come up that, you know, would randomly give me advice and you shouldn't be arching. Yeah. I'm like, well, it's actually bad I'm, for your back. I'm going to bench worlds next week. So I don't know. Maybe I've got I something know. going on. I don't know. It's like it's like Ron Swanson from Parks and Rec. When he you ever watch Parks and Rec? Yes, love Parks when he when he when he's at the when he's at Home Depot and one of the workers comes up to him and is like, "Can I help you with something?" And Ron Ron goes, "I know more than you." It just walks away. <laughs> yes, it's kind of like one of those. Yes, it's like one of those. Yeah, um, but I, I just read your thing again, and he says, "This is this is interesting." He says he's been, he's been surfing the internet and thinks that when athletes arch, they're cheating range of motion and not using their real strength. That is an interesting little nugget in there. I don't know if you intended or not. So he's wanting to get into powerlifting, right? So we obviously want to arch for powerlifting. However, there's a little hint there that he could be part of other sports or maybe powerlifting is not his main thing. So for example, if you know, we're working with football players, for example, we, we want them to arch a little bit, a minimal amount just for protection of the shoulder, but getting a super extreme arch doesn't apply to playing football. So if football is their concern, an extreme arch does not make sense, but in the sport of powerlifting, it does. So that might be a, a situation there. Again, I just saw that, that term athletes in there. And that made me think like, I don't know if you intended to go that direction with it, but that's, uh, I did. That's a little that's a caveat. Little there. Yeah. Yeah. I was picturing it more like the, uh, the, the bro in the gym. That's just loves to bench yeah. and is flat backed and has his, uh, shoulders kind of caved and elbows out. And, um, you look at him and you go, man, your shoulders hurt when after you bench. Um, and, and needs a reason for why, why he's not lifting as much as somebody else that's arching. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Or why Jennifer Thompson can out bench him <laughs> yeah she out benches everybody, everybody. actually yeah, i mean that, that's yeah. that's that's not a fair example or yeah, comparison that's true but i did see a uh i think it was on squat university where they um we were talking about jen thompson and like uh, she was obviously in on it um but there was a few people that were just like oh arching stupid and just that's uh, really okay yeah whatever whatever <laughs> exactly all right. So top five intro songs, week number one. All right. Number ones. Um, are you starting this week? I'm starting this week. Okay. I'll Sorry. Up. I'm going. Wade Johnson, Twin Peaks. It's still the most haunting music, he says. Maybe. Probably I'm true not, if I knew what not, he was talking about. Yeah. <laughs> we're not familiar. We are awful. We need to be a little bit more, I don't know, on things. We could just, you know we could also just like pretend we know and just argue yes or no, just randomly. Like, actually, I don't think it's the most haunting music for a TV intro song. I, I think Twin Peaks is maybe top 10 most haunting music. Uh, you know, I don't but think really it deserves. Don't to, you. I, I don't know what I've never seen. I don't know. I have no idea. I don't know anything. I'm just trying to sound like I know what I'm talking about. That was convincing though. Right. That was, that was yeah. Good. Cool. Uh, Cameron Barillo has True Detective season one. He has a long explanation here. I like that. Um, Far from any road, the handsome family. 
I'm assuming that's the artist and song name, maybe. Yeah. The, the intro is dark, moody, mysterious, and an overall masterpiece. That is exactly how I felt when watching McConaughey and Harrelson play cold and jaded detectives chasing down a serial killer who is far more twisted and sick than the norm. Season one is a masterpiece, but we could do without seasons two and three. <laughs> okay. That's a brilliant reasoning. I, I love it. Yeah, I know nothing Amazing. about the show either, but yeah, very well explained and yes. defended. So, and now I want to just Google that too. Yeah. All right. Joe House has Rawhide. That's a great one. This is the only song Jake and Elwood Blues played the whole night at their honk tonk gig in the Blues Brothers. Man, I don't know. I think I got to vote for Joe's list. Right. Like, Nobody else went the direction he went, but I can't argue any of the ones he put. I'm, I'm well, actually, well, actually, Rawhide was the, uh, I can't even make a stupid argument there. Um, <laughs> I was going to try again, but I ran out of all my creativity. Um, Don Dotson had Laverne and Shirley making our dreams come true. How can you forget one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight? Shlamuel, Shamil, Shamazel, House and Pfeffer Incorporated. Come on, Josh. So that's what I'm saying. I don't know this either. I'm I'm the worst. You don't know Laverne and Shirley. I don't. What? I've been I've been pretending this whole time that I knew, and I don't. I'm the worst. Let's Somebody try. should. You should the fire worst. me. Like like literally, you should fire me from this podcast. All right, Gary Jacobs had Sanford and Son. And his re- reasoning is, come on, listen to that funk, funk in all caps, by the way. Yep. I agree. Um, I agree that. Yeah, that, that one I know. That's a great one. Um, yep. I, 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 I man, I got to go back to Laverne and Shirley. I, I'm I terrible. The, I should know that one because we did have, like, I've seen the show. It's been on, but I'm not sure if I have seen the intro. Maybe if I play the intro, I'll remember it, but I don't know. I really feel like I'm letting everybody down right now. <laughs> it's not that serious. I'm going to go mind. home and cry. I am home. I can't even go home and cry. Um, <laughs> Chris Peterson has All in the Family. The song is so iconic that many other shows tried to emulate this opening as either one part of the sh- as either part of the show or as one a one off. There are easily ten shows or more that have copied it at some point. Hmm. Is that accurate? Probably, yeah. I mean, if it's written, it's got to be accurate. It, exactly, and you know, if Chris Peterson says so, of course. Yeah. Um, Stacy Metcalf had the Andy Griffith show. And her reasoning is, you know it. I mean, I do know it. I can't, I can't whistle though, so that doesn't help. Ah, so you at um, least knew it. Oh, I know it. You don't know it? Of course I do. Okay. Yeah, Just, I definitely know that one. Okay. That was another show that I was binge watching on Amazon Prime for a while, oh, and then it, nice. it got taken down. Nice. Uh, Kenya Cauldron has the Golden Girls. Thank you for being a friend. It's a classic show that has timeless messages for all ages. Yeah. Agreed. Awesome. Agreed. Andrew Cargill has Demon Slayer. I don't know any of his in his list. None of them. I don't, like, I don't know what he's watching. I have no idea. But he says, just listen. Trust me. This is his best argument yet. That so is. It has like four words. His number, his number one intro song, just listen, trust me. Like That's very bold 
Like, and I actually got to give him credit on this one because it's intrigued me enough that I'm going to go look this up. Some of the other ones I'm like, yeah, I'm curious about that. But this one's like, just listen, trust me. And it doesn't mm-hmm. tell you anything more. So like, what the hell is he talking about? Right. right. I got to go gotcha. listen. Gotcha. Yeah. So well, well played, sir. Four, four duds explanations and then one good one way to end it it's my turn isn't it uh eric eric cordero has peaky blinders right red hand by nick cave and the bad seeds just works really well just works really well theme wise with the tv show dark and brooding song that sets the tone of the tv show Mm, i don't know anything about that but the explanation's good yes i approve yeah. Cindy Yeager had where everybody knows your name from cheers. Good song. Good show. I know, but it's just so safe. Yeah, <laughs> it is. It is. Safe. Safe. Hey, sometimes playing it safe works, but sometimes it doesn't. So <laughs> sometimes you got to put it all out there and, and play to win. Yeah. Uh, Amy Hutchison has fresh Prince of Bel Air. Admit it. You just wrapped it in your head. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yep. I'm with you on that one. Uh, Benika Brown had Attack on Titan, Red Swan. She has a lot of Attack on Titan ones. Yeah. For this show. The music is amazing slash calming. Did she have a revision for this one, Josh? Yep, she did. So she, she messaged me and said, um, my number one is Red Swan, Attack on Titan, the sound of the piano, and then boom, other instruments. Such a pretty intro. It goes in between English and Japanese, so it's pretty. But also with the series, it's a song of growth, so I apply it to myself. I think that's a great explanation. That is. And I think that she's totally redeemed herself with her explanations. Nice. Did you get that? Where's that from? Just when I think you couldn't possibly be any dumber, you go and do something like this and totally redeem yourself. Yep. Dumb and dumber. Very (laughs) good. (laughs) Um, Amber Riley had the Simpsons iconic. Everyone knows it been around for decades. Yep. True. Michelle Carlasio has the big bang theory, big bang, iron and deadlift. I don't know what that means. I don't know what that means either, um, but that was one of the ones that Hope mentioned that she mm. thought would have been on her list. So I think, I guess I have to say yes to that. Yes. Yes. You just did. Cool. I just did. <laughs> uh, Amy Pancake has Fresh Prince. You can't not sing along. Um, so this is what I alluded to two episodes ago when I said I messed up. Um, this is what screwed me up because Amy told me her number one, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, and I agreed that should have been on my list. So I was going to put it at number five, but then out of, I don't know, guilt, I didn't because it wasn't my original thought. And then I messed up and put um, Seinfeld on, which again, Seinfeld's a great intro song, but I left out the freaking Sopranos because of it. So my list is all jacked up. So if you don't vote for me, I don't blame you. Because you're not voting for you either. I can tell. Oh, I'm going to vote for me. I'm not stupid. <laughs> but <laughs> but uh, if nobody else does, I understand. Nice. All right. Wesley Toller had 
X-Files as his number one song. His reasoning is grab your popcorn, folks. Will this week be another monster hunt with a gullible Mulder and level-headed Scully? Or will it be a mind-bending season finale with Men in Black that leaves more questions than answers? I want to believe. All right. I his, love his explanation actually made me want to watch the X-Files. It makes so me want to have amazing. a top five explanation list. Like these are great explanations. Nice. I don't know. I love it. Um, yeah. So I had for my number one Magnum PI. Uh, it's the, to-, to me, it's the total package. It's hype music, Ferraris, swimsuits, helicopters, comedy, all in the quick intro and the music, when you hear it, it's just like, I, I get like almost chills when I hear it. It's just like hype. I don't know. So I think all of yours kind of had a theme. Most of them are 80s, yeah. Yeah, they're 80s and they all had like that hype. Except for Seinfeld. Thing going on. Seinfeld. I guess it started like 89, I think. But And also my correct list would have had Sopranos instead, which was also like 2000s. So all of them, but that one was 80s, yeah. Um, man, I'm still right. kicking myself on that, leaving Sopranos <laughs> off. Um, yep. All for the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, uh, which was my number one as well, um, yeah. because it's a great song. I mean, I went back and I was like watching the the, uh, the intro to the show and just, boy, it's just like, it's just a time capsule and it just brings you back. And then you're like, look at Will Smith. He looks like he's 12. Holy crap. But it's also one of those songs, like when it comes on. You don't go, oh, this is a theme song, and you turn it off. Like it's actually a good song. Yeah. And you know, back in my clubbing days, uh, like they would sometimes put it on at the dance club and everybody in there was singing it. Right. It's like nobody, or maybe people were faking it, but I mean, everybody was singing it like top of their lungs because everybody knows the song. So Absolutely. yeah, I agree. I think I think that was a big miss on my part. Again, I had the opportunity to put it on because she told it to me beforehand, but I didn't think of it on my own. And for that alone, I should not be, I should not even be entered in this tournament. I might, I might void my own entry. (laughs) Okay. I won't, but I definitely, uh, I, I definitely almost want to request people not vote for me round one and just get me out of here. Uh, I'm embarrassed. Me out of my misery. Wow, it's yeah. that bad. Although the rest of my list is very good, so maybe you should vote for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's cool. Okay. Um, cool. So uh, that is our conclusion to our list of top five TV intro songs. Uh, don't forget, we are going to start the tournament um, August 27th, which is a week and a half from now, I believe. And the winner of the tournament does get a $50 gift card from 110%. So we'll put out the social media graphics um, next week with everybody's complete list. So you can kind of look them over before voting starts. Um, but definitely start recruiting your friends to be following PL Ballads podcast on Instagram because that is where the voting is going to happen in the Instagram stories. So uh, get your uh, get all your friends together because at the end of the day, it's a popularity contest. Uh, but that's okay. That's the beauty of it. That's why, that's why I never win. Because <laughs> you're just not popular enough. Josh. Just not popular enough. Oh, well. Um, one little powerlifting reminder. 
Um, if anybody listening is a meet director and is interested in bidding on hosting one of the regional meets in 2023, the deadline to submit your bid is coming up August 31st at 5 p.m. Eastern is the deadline to do that. So uh, to all my meet directors out there, you got a little bit like two more weeks left. So uh, get those bids in. That's that's all that's I got to say about say. that. Yeah. <laughs> You can say that. All right, we're going to move on to the new lifter tip. Um, here we go. So let's assume you are a lifter that hates to squat. You think you have bad hips and you feel like it's your worst lift. Don't assume it's your hips. The first, the source of the issues might actually be stemming from your feet, your ankles, or even your power position. Work with a coach to determine the issue and embrace the squat. Agree or disagree? Agree. Uh, this is also your brainchild here. Um, that's a good one because where you feel pain, where you feel stiffness, uh, things like that are not always the root cause of it. So I agree. Um, you know, definitely evaluate, you know, ankles, feet, all of those things, because if those don't move properly, it's forcing the rest of you to move around that limitation, which then can cause some of those issues. So yeah, this is a great one because, you know, common sense says if, you know, your hips, you're not able to get low enough or you feel pain in your hips. Okay. It's a hip problem. That's what common sense says to most of us, but that's not, not always the case. Um, so not so common sense. Yeah. Well, and I, I gotta say from, uh, this was one of those things that I don't know, Dan and I were talking about like, Hey, if you went back and you, you started your lifting career, you know, all from the beginning again, like, what would you change? And he'd be like, well, I'd know that my problem wasn't my hips because yeah. he spent so many years thinking it was his hips. And we finally kind of looked at his ankles and we're like, your ankles, dude, what? And he had broken a leg when he was like 12. So his, his ankles were all jacked up and it was really, it's his ankles, completely yeah. his ankles, his hips are completely fine. So, um, but that's just one example. You can chase the wrong issue for years. Um, and that's just wasted time. Yeah. And using, using Dan as an example, like how that, you know, if people are thinking to themselves, how does that make a difference? Well, let's just, for example, take your ankles and say that you're, when you squat down, the furthest your knees can go forward is like an inch behind the end of your toes. That's the furthest yeah. that your, 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 your shin angle can go. Well, what does that do to the rest of your body? It forces your hips to go back, forces your torso to bend over. Um, so one, it's going to make it harder to hit depth because you're bent over so far, but also all that torque is now put on your low back that you have more potential like compression in your hip flexor area because you're bent over so far. So if you feel pinching in your hip flexor, that's a, that's a possible symptom of, you know, result of those tight ankles and all those things. So, you know, it's all a chain chain reaction. You know, it's the rest of your body following suit based on the limitation that it's got to work around. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I, I seen it. I have seen it a lot where somebody just gravitates to a super wide squat stance because they're kind of just getting away from the issue right. by putting their feet super wide to get away from that lack of mobility in their ankles. Yeah. So, and I, you know, that's why a lot of people wear, you know, the squat shoes with the heel too. Um, you know, I, I hate calling it a bandaid because people do have better leverages a lot of times with a little bit of a heeled shoe. Um, but you know, to dumb it down, like it is kind of 
a Band-Aid, it does help you get around that ankle mobility issue. Um, but it's also kind of a, you know, in some ways a, a permanent Band-Aid. If you can maintain the the mobility that you have with the squat shoe, if that's sufficient, then, you know, you can semi-permanently Band-Aid it with the shoe. Um, but again, it does just change your angle of, you know, your torso angle and those things too, which make some leverages more efficient. So that's why you see a lot of people wear them, but you also do, if you, if you pay attention, there's a lot of really high level squatters that don't wear a heeled shoe as well. Um, so it just depends on your leverages and things like that. And, um, one thing I will say though, is you don't see many, you you don't see any close stance squatters that squat in a flat shoe with shitty ankle mobility Mm. because it's just physically would not work. So you know, it, it's, it's rare that you see a close stance squatter in a flat shoe. There are, there are those out there, but it's almost impossible that you see a close stance squatter that has shitty ankle mobility because it just physically doesn't work. So. Yep. yep. That's all I have to say about that. Cool. All right. Well, that wraps up, uh, episode one Oh four. We are going to kind of do a recap highlights next week of our our top five lists, put those out in full on Instagram. So people can kind of review, decide who they're voting for, et cetera. And then we'll have the first round of the tournament, um, August 27th. So stay tuned, get your friends together, all that. We already said, get your votes, voters ready. Um, uh, your, we do want your old friends now. Yeah. Everybody with they Instagram. Help. Yeah. Um, don't forget our tournament is sponsored by 110%. So definitely, uh, get on Instagram and follow them at 110% and follow us on Instagram, PL Ballads Podcast. And we will see you all next week. Have a good one. Later. Bye now. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed today's episode of the Powerlifting and Power Ballads Podcast, please remember to subscribe and share it with your friends.